Going beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia. 21 minutes after 5 o'clock. So in this week's letter, um, in this week's newsletter, President Cyril Ramaphosa called on businesses to reduce prior work experience requirements for job positions in a bid to boost the employability of job seekers. This is not the first time that the president has called on business uh, to make access to opportunities available. Our next guest argues that despite the tax incentives and training support provided to larger employers, the capacity is not extended to SMMEs to share their perspective. Crystal Duncan-Williams is now joining us on the line, who is the project lead at Youth Capital. Crystal, good evening. Thank you so much for making time for us. Thanks so much for having me and good afternoon to the listeners. Why are our graduates um, not being employed and why are young people not being employed? What's the problem? Over and over again, we are told that there's a skills issue. Um, but what is behind this? Um, what, what, what is behind what um, the universities are churning out and what the industry is requiring? And has there been any facts, data to back this assertion up that we lack the skills? Yeah, so I mean, you know, time and time again, we, we look at, um, you know, the vacancy list, um, the, 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 the scarce skills list was put out again, you know, um, towards the end of last year, um, and I got to review it there. And the truth is many of the scarce skills are very technical or more senior skills. They are actually, I was surprised myself to see that on, the, you know, the scarce skills list, they are, you know, admin level work, tourist level, entry level work. Um, and it's interesting that that's listed as, you know, something where there's lots of vacancies and we know that these are the kinds of jobs that young people can apply for. But unfortunately, the path for young people from learning to earning is, is complicated um, and many things get in the way. Um, you know, to the president's letter, work experience is, is a key thing. You know, employers are always asking for work experience. Young people say, I can't get a job without work experience. I can't get work experience without a job. Um, and so, you know, um, again, very glad that the president raises this issue, um, but this is kind of putting the ball completely in the private sector's court. Um, and, and, and private sector can't do it alone. We know from research that we conducted with um, SMMEs previously that even though the incentives that the president mentions is the, the yes incentive where you can, through triple B E rating, you know, get some kind of tax break for taking on young people or at least funding young people's placement elsewhere um, and things like the employment tax incentive where you can get a tax rebate that kind of equals a portion of the salary for that young person. Small businesses can't um, apply for these things because the red tape is too cumbersome. Or, you know, in the case of the employment tax incentive, the business has to kind of cover the cost initially and then only at the end of the tax year do they get that money back. And so small businesses are just not in a position um, to, to jump through those hoops, so to speak. And so what happens is they look at the risk of hiring a young person and they say, it's too risky for us. Let's take an older hire, you know, something that they see as less risky. Um, and so there are things like the public employment programs and things like specifically the Basic Education Employment Initiative, which is a government program, is great because it gives young people a first work experience. Um, and so we need employers to recognize that and we need government to keep funding these programs and, and make sure these programs are providing young people with the necessary skills that, as you say, the market is looking for. Is there a conversation, um, Crystal, also to be had about um, new job entrants into, um, into, the, into, the, into the job market um, who would sometimes actually want a type of salary that is the average salary in that particular industry even though they are junior and not as experienced. Does that play a role at all? Yeah, you know, you often hear that rhetoric that young people um, want to come in and, 
they see what they see on social media and they expect that they're going to be sitting in an office and, you know, you all have to, all have to build our way up from the bottom. So there is a mismatch of expectations in terms of what a first world experience can look like. But the research in South Africa is all counted to the argument with regards to salary. Um, you know, all the research that is available says actually young people will take whatever they can get. Um, and so people, young people, you know, um, what we term reservation wages, what is the minimum wage that people will accept? Young people actually will accept um, the bare minimum in many instances. What we do hear from young people is they accept that bare minimum salary and then they realize, actually, I've got to spend so much money on transport to get to and from work that it's not worth it for me to stay in that job. And then they drop out. Um, so these are the realities um, for young people and just the economy in which we find ourselves and also in in, in a country where public transport doesn't operate well and you, you have to rely on many bus taxis which aren't always the cheapest option. Um, and then you have, you know, there was the Harvard study last year that came out that showed that, you know, the, the spatial inequality um, within South Africa as a result of apartheid is still a big drive of why economy does poorly. Um, you know, the poorer you are, the further from, from business centers you live, the more time and money you spend getting to and from work. Um, and this is really hampering the growth of the economy. So these are all the realities that young people can't fix. You know, employers sort of can fix it by maybe moving businesses out of CBD, but only to an extent. Um, and so the issue is very complicated. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the issue with that also is that, um, so you move out of rural province or you move out mm. of, um, let's say, maybe in the township and you move into a CBD somewhere. Um, but then the problem that you face in the CBD is that sure now you may be a taxi away from your from your um, place of employment, but the rent that you have to pay oh. pay is now far higher when you combine oh. your taxi fare that you would have paid oh. ordinarily while living in the rural areas. Exactly, and I mean you don't have the, the you might not have the same family or friend network and support um, that you had in the more rural areas. And these are sacrifices that young people are having to make. And so, you know, when they struggle in that first work experience or they even struggle in, you know, talking about chicks now, um, you know, it's all top of mind for people, young people leaving their, their rural hometowns to go and study at university. It's real, like it's a real culture shock, whether it's you're traveling into a city for work or study. Um, and that's why young people drop out or why they struggle or they fail. Um, and you see young people's mental health really taking taking um, strain there. So, you know, it's the cost. Um, the, you know, we have a, a report called Beyond the Cost, where we said, you know, it's beyond financial cost for young people. It's the, the lack of social networks, uh, yeah. the lack of support, the lack of know-how that also gets in the way. What are the immediate interventions that you think we can employ to try and deal with this issue of unemployment, especially with the um, new job entrants into the market or those people that are entering mm -hmm. um, the job market but don't have opportunities coming their way? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, first and foremost for us is, uh, you know, public employment programs need to continue to be funded by government, need to be monitored and evaluated properly, um, but that doesn't mean we should be cutting them. And so we had a petition last year calling for the continued funding of the basic education employment initiative, despite the the Treasury, um, you know, the Minister of Finance saying that Treasury would allocate money, those budgets have still not been allocated. Um, and so we continue to push that petition to say we need money for the Basic Education Employment Initiative and the Social Employment Fund, but not at the cost of other employment, public employment programs. You know, we need 
we need as many public employment programs as we can have. Um, and then other interventions like the Employment Tax Incentive and, um, and the U.S. initiative that the President mentions in his newsletter. What we really need there is education for small businesses and for government to understand what the challenges are from small businesses and maybe what tweaks can be done to that policy to make it more accessible um, for the small businesses, not just big corporates, to be able to take on young people. Do you, do you think that uh, tax breaks for small businesses could work? Yes, I think so. The, the, the evidence from employment tax incentive is mixed. Um, but what we know is that small businesses aren't accessing it. And I think where we can really see a return on our investment, we invest billions actually through the, tax employment, the employment tax incentive. And I think if we if we really focus in on how small businesses can access that, um, then I think we'd really start to see returns on our investment, right? We know that small businesses are, are growing um, and small businesses on average are, are you know, taking on uh, more young people than big corporates. I think big corporates have been saturated with graduate recruitment programs, et cetera. Um, but I think there's scope for small businesses if we can figure out a way to bring them on board. Of course, they need electricity and infrastructure to also grow and um, grow their business and for the economy to grow. So that's another big one, the infrastructure issues that we face as a country. But I think since the employment tax incentive already exists, yeah. let's just tweak it to make it work for SME. And pay people on time. Thank you so much. Yeah. Crystal Duncan-Williams, <laughs> uh, a project lead at Youth Capital.